This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. This podcast from the Otago Poetry Slam contains content related to suicide, self-harm, physical and emotional abuse, eating disorders and trauma. Listener's discretion is advised. The New Zealand Young Writers Festival celebrates the cutting edge of contemporary literary practice in Aotearoa with performances, workshops, conversations, markets, social events and more. The festival is funded by Dunedin City Council and Otago Community Trust. This live recorded podcast is brought to you by Otago Access Radio and supported by Dunedin UNESCO City of Literature. Otago Poetry Slam. In this episode, join a lively night of quick wits and even quicker verses as 12 contestants battle it out to become the 2021 Otago Poetry Slam champion. Emceed by National Poetry Slam champion Jordan Hamill, this event was sponsored by Morning Magpie and Motive Poetry. Uh, kia ora koutou, kia ora everybody, we welcome to the Otago Regional Poetry Slam. Yay! Yes. Oh, it is so good to be here. Alice, you need a seat and you're looking around inquisitively. Would you like to sit over here? Amazing. Um, welcome, everybody. I'm so happy to be here. My name is Jordan Hamill. I'll be your MC for the evening. It's my third time down here for the New Zealand Young Writers Festival uh, MCing the Slam. It's my, f- my most favourite thing to do. It's always a great time. It's been at Bark for the last two years, but here we are at Morning Magpie. Shouts to Morning Magpie. Shouts to John, the cute-ass dog, running around. You'll see John. Oh, so good. Um, improves every slam, I think. Some sort of animal, the presence of a pet. Uh, welcome here today. Who here has been to a poetry slam before? Nice. Who here is at a poetry slam for the first time? Oh, wow. You're in for a treat. What we have is, it's a competition. It's a blood sport. No, not really. It's, it's a fun game we like to play. We've got ten amazing poets for you tonight. They're going to get up on stage, they're going to have three minutes, they're going to bear their heart and their soul, we're all going to chat, clap and cheer. Uh, we have five judges who will be scoring them out of ten to one decimal point. Uh, where are our judges? Could they wave their, their judging thingies so I know where they are, so I can look at them and berate them when they don't follow my instructions? One, two, three, four, five. Okay, now audience, what you need to know is these judges, they are, they are specially trained. They were picked for this very purpose. They are poetry Experts, and your job is to sway them. If you see a poet you like, cheer. If you see a score that's too low, you don't like it, boo them. It's fine. Um, between you and me, these judges, they don't know what they're doing. It's their first time. They're going to be very easily swayed. No, we're very, we're very thankful to our judges. They're amazing. We have prizes for them afterwards, as well as prizes for the, all the wonderful, or some of the wonderful poets. Um, we also have trophies for the first time, thanks to Motif Poetry. We have... Made by Ben Fagan's mother, Karen Fagan, uh, from wood from, from their farm on the Hawke's Bay. We have a large trophy here for the Otago Poetry Slam champion. Um, it is in great... I'm going to just hold it up. Look at this. Look at this. This was, this was an absolute nuisance to bring down from Wellington, let me fucking tell you. It's like five kilograms. Um, we have, we've already got engraved on the back some of the previous winners as far back as we could find. We have, oh, the very own, in 2013... Annalise Gelman and one Eliana Gray. Hey, Eliana, what up? What up, what up? We have Olivia Hall, Christian Tucker, Nell Odia Strang, Nathan Joe, and last year's winner, the incomparable Emma Lyons. <laughs> we also have another very, very special award. It is over there. It is a similar trophy called the Spirit of the Slam Award. Now, you might ask, what is the Spirit of the Slam? 
It's kind of, it's like the Holy Spirit. It's kind of there and you know it exists, but you don't really know what it is. But Ali and the team are going to be in charge of picking someone to win that award. Um, and it's, you better be spirited. Um, I think we'll just get into it. As you'll see, there are, there are rules sort of scattered around. So I, I definitely haven't covered them all, but I've covered some of them. And if there's anything you want to know, consult this. I will just say that poetry can be a very challenging art form sometimes. There's a lot of big feelings, a lot of big subjects. So this is just a general trigger warning. Um, and if you need to sort of, you know, look after yourself, take a moment, there's people here to help, you can go outside. We're all here, we're all supporting each other together. Um, some poets may have their own specific content warnings and we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Um, but first off, we have a tradition in slams where we don't want to put the first poet up first, that's not really fair. You know, they have, a, they have a cold crowd, they have all these watching eyes ready to judge them. So what we like to do is we like to sacrifice. We sacrifice a poet to the poetry gods and then we know it'll be a good slam. Uh, so judges, you'll score this poet out of 10 as you would anyone, but they will not be competing. Uh, and this year, as our sacrificial poet, we have, I see them in the corner um, drinking and looking merry, the former slam champion, Emma Lyons. Thank you, this is awesome. Um, yeah, and good luck to everyone tonight. It was like one of the best nights of the year last year. It was epic. And so I'm going to read a poem for Jordan Hamill. <laughs> Jordan and, um, and Sinead just published this poem in Stasis last week, so I thought I would read that one. Your aorta is in your chest. In the heart, blood can thicken, not to expand, but to pause flow. Under a tired sky, I tried to make a new wish. In 1981, my parents were just getting to know each other before a generation of wildflowers and folklore. Local government became our landlady in the early 90s, a house that was once my friend's granny's friends. In the river outside that house, we caught an eel. In a jar, that eel disintegrated. Snakes for a snakeless country. Six years since I had a cat of my own or a boyfriend. Four months since a cigarette. I think of all the times in that lane named after some farm animal and me pretending I lived in your imagination. I'm on a waiting list between places I do, don't call home. Nobody says my name the way my parents do and it's not the same comfort on the phone. I'll never forget the blood dripping from my mother's mouth the morning after we had a party. She'd stuck the knife in unthinking. I'd gotten up at dawn to clean, gently lowering all the bottles each into the wheelie bin. In Ireland, we don't separate them by colour. On an island with two hearts, that's not the kind of thing a country or a person is born with. You can graft a new heart into your own to help share the work. Emer was the noble daughter of a chieftain with a reputation for slyness. I was named after the Irish Navy ship commissioned in 78. Could have easily been Deirdre. I understand the feeling palpitations as I watch trucks brush past pines like trays of hearts. Without the smell that drowned the science room as I hacked into arteries paying no attention to the diagram given me. Thank you. Emma Lyons. Oh, oh. 10 out of 10 because you dedicated it to me. No, Emma, that, that was beautiful. All right, judges, this is probably the most amount of time I will give you to get those scores ready. 
Um, and while you quickly do that, I just realized when I was reading out the name of the former winners here that Christian is also here. I uh, just want to acknowledge you, Christian. You're not slamming tonight, but that's okay. You're here, um, and that's great. All right, judges, scores. And I will, yeah, you do not want to be the slow judge. Trust me. I have a lot of power up here. All right, hold them up high so I can see them. I think that's backwards unless you're giving it a 0.8. Oh. Nope. Wait, is it? It's, sorry, judges, it is to one decimal point, so like 9.5, 8.0, yep, great. One, two, three, four. That's, <laughs> I knew it would be you. I fucking knew it. <laughs> um, also, poets, I will uh, try. There might just be a bit of a delay while I sort of change over these for everyone. Um, bear with me with that. And maybe if you... Yeah, no, we'll, okay, all right. Judges, keep holding them up. I cannot remember them. You have to keep holding them up while I read them out. Thank you. One... Two, this is good, this is why we have the practice, this is how we learn. All right, from low to high, we have an 8.0. Woo! An 8.6. A 9.0. Another 9.0. And a 9.5, applaud the poet, not the points. All right, all right. Exactly. So, now I need you to harness that energy for our first poet of the night, it's the hardest place to go. It's, 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 you know, no, it's an unenviable position. So I want you clapping, cheering, stamping your feet. Um, please make a lot, a lot of noise for the first poet up this evening, Anna Saxton. mine and I am squeezing it. I am attempting to stop the blood from reaching your fingerprints. I am sorry if it doesn't hurt enough. Your hand is in mine and I am squeezing it because if I squeeze hard enough, can we forget that we are not the same person? And if I hold on to you long enough, can I dissociate your body from you like one can dissociate a word from its meaning when it is said enough times? I sometimes wonder what it would be like to love you without these bodies, to feel truly inside of you, not to be crude. Not, I sometimes wonder what it would be like to to feel your soul merge with mine, to dissolve the solidity of what we are and float away with you. But when I put my hand to yours, we are so undeniably separate and that, my dear, is terrifying. We are affined to such restrictions to this flesh and these limbs and these fingerprints and with this flesh and these limbs and these fingerprints. You can never be mine. We can never be us. If I could carve out my bones and splinter them until they are left in a thousand pieces, I would superglue every piece to your own bones so I could be part of what holds you together. If I could sever my fingerprints from my fingers and sew them to yours, I would, so we could cry the same tears and smile the same smiles. I would ask you to die with me, to forsake these bodies. I would ask you to forget who we once were and become each other. But what if that meant we could never again touch? What a way to start it off, Anna Saxton. Incredible. Oh, God. Heavy stuff, heavy stuff. Great stuff. All right, judges. We're getting faster now. Judges, hold up your scores. Oh, you're getting good already. You're going to be great. You're all great. Oh, look at this. I don't even need to yell at you too much. All right. You. <laughs> all right. From low to high, we have an 8.2. An 8.5. An 8.7. And 9.1. And another 9.1. Applaud the poet, not the points. And keep that applause going for our second poet of the evening. Please welcome all the way to the stage, Holly Cannon. Woo! 
content warning, but it's um, a lot of religious imagery and it's just my interpretation. So if you are religious, please don't take offense to my interpretation. You awake unclean, adulthood immigrates, paving a line of descent from your endometrium down to tender thighs, isolated in nakedness, contaminated. For seven days you were draped in a cloak of impurity, Leviticus 18:19, only hinting at a silhouette, a fountain clogging with hemoglobin, red blood cells saturating your world in offcuts of childless children. Your bloodstream has been contaminated, septicemic, violated by verse. Count seven days slips off your tongue and on the eighth the arteries atone. Leviticus 15, 28 to 30. Let your ovaries contort into two turtle doves, rebuild antibodies against unclean, unclothed, unwanted. In 30 days the bed in which you lay will soak. Leviticus 15, 24, under a second blood. Holly Cannon, oh, short and sweet. I'm um, an ex-Catholic, so that kind of stuff, that's, that's right up my alley. That's my shit. I fucking love it. Um, excellent. All right, judges, what do you got for me? Cool. One, two, three, four. Oh, you're all so great. This is excellent. All right, from low to high, we have an 8.1. An, eight, an 8.2. Another 8.2. An 8.3. And a 9.3. Applaud the poets. What points? And keep that applause going for our third poet of the evening. Please welcome to the stage, Theodora. Um, I have a content warning. Um, physical and mental abuse is mentioned metaphorically. Um, and there's some semi-graphic-ish language. Um, a love story in three parts. Part one, he is that cotton candy sweet. I know I shouldn't have him, but I just can't help it. Addictive like sugar, I buzz when I see him crash as he goes. His cotton candy lies, tearing me apart. I don't know where to start. Addictive like a drug, I just can't let him go, even if he kills me. He is that boy so good with words as to convince me I need him. Part two. Sometimes I still see these hands soaked bloody with the shards of my heart. Their jacket edges kiss bone as I relearn how to hate each piece of me. I spent a year putting band-aids over the bullet holes you gave to me. But when I tried to run, you turned that gun to your own head. And so I ate my pain, swallowed feelings, and learnt to hide it all. I can do this, but doesn't the saying go, you are what you eat? I have become my own worst nightmare. I cannot escape the home you have built in my head or the monster who hides under my bed, which is to say I am hiding under my bed because you cannot sneak up on me if my back is already against the wall. But you see, you have no power over me. Part three. Yes, I have bloody hands and scars cut into me by the broken edges of my heart. And most days I am still fragile, more victim than survivor, but I am a survivor. I am learning how to love myself. 
It was never just you. I have spent my lifetime putting band-aids over bullet holes. I have become so used to it. I am still amazed that somehow they have stopped the blood. And then I met him. He took my broken pieces and showed me how to build a mosaic. He helped me feel everything could be okay. He sees the survivor in me. I am a woman, I am beautiful, and I no longer need this box of band-aids because I know I am safe. Give it up to Theodora. How are we all feeling after that? I want everyone to just take a big deep breath in and let it out. And then look at the cute dog. Look at that dog. All right, judges, throw up them scores for me. Right, one, two, three, four, five. Amazing. From low to high, we have an 8.4, an 8.5, a 9.0, a 9.3, and a 9.6. Support the poet, not the points. Keep that applause going for our next poet of the evening, the wonderful Fina. Oh, thanks. Hi. Uh, yeah, I... Hang on. Got to find the thing in my phone. <clears throat> Carrie, thank you for buying me a beer. It helped. Dear Penelope... I am so happy that we exist at the same time on this weird chunk of floating rock. I am so proud of you, specifically. We have never met, and you're from England, where I've heard the pride of strangers finds it hard to sit down comfortably. I hope that in these words I can find some way for the sentiment to stand and carry through. I hope this letter finds you well in the coat. Also, I do not know what yours looked like or whether you got it back. I hope this might provide some comfort or an interesting story or some warmth, an escape route. My dear Penelope, 25 years is a long time. I am so proud of you and your defiance. I am rather well acquainted with the sneer that tells you what you would or wouldn't do or what you want. It's nice to see blood bubble from between its teeth for once. I spend a lot of time thinking about spite as a motivating force and doing things because someone said you wouldn't. I admire your gumption and straightforwardness. 25 years is a long and lonely time. I have done stints of four, six months, a year, but I have only been alive for 27. Your battle had raged since I was two. I am so proud of you. The act of standing to announce I've had enough is something I am working on. The unflappable calm of knowing that no matter what comes next, you have your back. These might seem somewhat strange ideas to take home from recent events, but I feel empowered to sit and hold boundaries, and I have you in part to thank. Due to several sets of circumstances we shall not detail, I tend to panic in kitchens. But hearing you talk about yours makes standing in mine easier, a little at a time. I think that this idea applies regardless of turmoil. I love that in the mess you still make time for jokes. They might all be metaphors for truth, but regardless, you are delightfully scathing in your wit. Thank you for reminding me there's always a choice. No matter how stuck one may feel, for how long there are always roots out and forward, and I'm glad that you found yours. Penelope. In fending for yourself, you have restored my love of kitchen knives. 
women with English accents keeping calm, carrying on in sentiment and practice. I'd love to have you round for tea and talk about how you've been relaxing in the relativity of freedom. Fina, oh, right here. Oh, I like that part about like spite as a motivating factor, a powerful force. Like I think we can all identify with that in a big way. All right, judges, give me some scores. Yes, one, two, three, four, five. Perfect. All right, from low to high, we have an eight point one, an eight point four, an eight point nine, a nine point one, and a nine point two. Applaud the poet, not the points. Keep that going for our next part of the evening. I see them taking off the jacket. Liz! This is a crying game. Ugly crying, the card with the red envelope says, the woman's scribbled hair pulled in a ponytail, sat next to another on the rack that says blank for your own personal message, $6.99. Two, where has my happy girl gone, he says. He's come home and he wants to play families. I tell him there's a top I've seen in bimbo's fashion, a sporty neck, a white mesh back. You make me sad, he says. Do you only want your poor old dad for his money? I tell him it's on sale. Three. Look at how your face crumples, they say. Let's call you the crumpler, they say. <laughs> They're laughing, so I laugh. Four. You've got a face like a smacked ass, he says. <laughs> I'm 21. He's 33. His forehead and cheeks the same boiled orange as my mum's Mini Mark 3998C, which is not a car made for conflict, especially not for driving the wrong way too fast towards a silver Volvo 242 GT. <laughs> Last night, it was my ass that was like a smacked ass and fucked, and neither of us were complaining. <laughs> but today is an overcast morning on a one-way street. Five... You look like a toad when you cry, he says. I cry. I cry. We're married and neither of us have turned into a prince. I can't feel my stomach. I can't feel my eye sockets. I can't feel my oral commissures, but I know the happy girl drill. So when I leave the house, I smile. Six. If you're looking for broken records, it's easier on the internet to find the longest time someone has spent not crying. Seven, I remember not to look too closely in mirrors. I remember when cards used to cost three bucks. I remember I flinched the first time she kissed me. I forget that I'm terrible at poker. I forget to love my lines. Eight, this face has not been left blank for your own personal message. Thank you. Liz Breslin, everyone. <laughs> All right, judges, <laughs> throw up some scores. Ah, my favourite slam. I love the Dunedin slam. You're a bunch of nutcases, but 
Not in a not in a bad way. I was trying to think of a better word. You're just the enthusiasm in this room is always just it, it, it carries me for a year. It's incredible. All right, uh, from low to high, we have a nine point two, a nine point six, another nine point six, a nine point eight, and another nine point eight. Applaud the poet. Not the points. Keep that applause going for who I think has the best moustache in poetry. Please welcome to the stage, Ruben! Uh, content warning, there's going to be some swearing and pro-LGBT stuff, so we'll see how we go. Driving back from the Rob Roy Dairy, there's a red convertible sports car with the top down, and the driver is old, like really old, like ridiculously old, like 80 to 85,000 years old. And their left hand is on the steering wheel, and their right hand there is an ice cream cone, which they are clearly enjoying. Now how, how brilliant is that? How defiant in the face of their own mortality is that? This person is literally minutes from death, and here they are, living life. Those who fear death drive at 10 and 2. Only legends drive at 10 and Raspberry Ripple. And in the distance, in the distance, I can see a dog on a leash and it's coming towards me. It's a big fluffy dog. And of course I want to pet it. I'm only flesh and bone, but you can't just go around touching strangers' dogs. You've got to ask first. You've got to ask. So I ask them, what's their name? And they say his name is Aslan. Aslan? <laughs> it's a fucking great name for a dog. <laughs> Imagine if you had a dog called Aslan. Every day you'd be like, oh my god, fucking Aslan, get him now! <laughs> Lord of Narnian, king of the beast, when you come here, your dindons are ready! And my friend Nicola and her wife are raising a child together, and I think that's fucking awesome for so many reasons, not least because I feel like the flipping the V's to fucking God himself. Fuck you, you narcissistic sky bitch, I love who I want! <laughs> and I asked their child, I asked their kid, what? If you could have any superpower in the world, what would it be? And they say, I wish I could tell the difference between boy dogs and girl dogs. And I say, same, because I've been there. Because when I was four years old, I knew facts about the world. Number one, fish and chips taste better outdoors. Number two, chocolate milk comes from chocolate-coloured cows. And number three, all dogs are boys and all cats are girls. These were the facts. And then everything changed. Everything changed. My whole world, uh, blah, 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 blah. On the discovery <laughs> of a pregnant dog and a teeny tiny pair of kitty cat testicles. And then I discovered, choc I discovered strawberry milk and I thought, where is the government hiding all the pink cows? <laughs> and there's my friend in a bar and I've known them since high school and they're telling me that their preferred pronoun is gender neutral and it feels weird, it feels strange. It feels like I don't know this person as well as I thought I did. I feel like using the pronoun, it just feels strange. It feels, it feels uh, uh, unfamiliar because this person in the car eating the ice cream, that's the pronoun I referred to them by. They're a stranger in this dog, Aslan, who I got to know. I, I, I now call him him and he, and I feel like every time I cut him, I call him he. It just feels weird, like calling, like calling a, a, a dog Susan, because Susan is a girl's name. You can't call a dog that. Cause, but at some point, between the ages of three and like 23, at some point, I can't quite remember where, it became immediately obvious that like, there've always been lady dogs. Yeah, and at some point in the future, it's gonna make, it's gonna feel blindingly obvious that everyone's pronoun is they. Sometimes I'm forgetting a bit, something, 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 and I'm gonna make an effort because they're my fucking friend. Thank you. Keep it up for Ruben. Always such a calming presence up on the stage, Ruben. Aslan is a fucking great name for a dog. You're absolutely correct. All right, 
Judges, what do you got for me? All right, one, two, three, four, five. Amazing. From low to high, we have an 8.8, .8, a 9.0, a 9.3, a 9.5, a 9.6, a 9.7. Applaud the poet, not the points. And keep that applause going for our next poet up the stage. All the way to the stage, please welcome Hannah. Poetry is stupid and for losers. <laughs> like, what's the point? Poetry is useless. It's like the sad younger sibling of fiction who scrambles for attention and turns up drunk to the family Christmas dinner. It's like trying to solve the climate crisis with a herb garden and meatless Mondays. It's like wearing yoga pants and appropriating Eastern culture while fighting COVID with essential oils and being full of flat earth pride. It's like owning an out of tune soprano ukulele and only knowing the chords to Riptide. <laughs> It's like those girls on Instagram who say, spread a little love today, then wash their face with, with microbeads and steal their grandmother's fentanyl. It's like that annoying ex-boyfriend who will still be alive at 80 when all the good people have died. It's like the next generation of angst-riddled Billie Eilish wannabe teens who are saving the world with TikTok and dog-eared copies of Milk and Honey. Poetry is worthless. <laughs> it's pretentious and purposeless and half the time doesn't make sense. And the other half of the time, it doesn't even rhyme. Another round of applause for Hannah. The irony of calling a poem that and then doing a fucking great poem, you know? What are you going to do? Um, the similes, incredible. I love them. All right, judges, throw up some scores. I'm getting better at this. All right, one, two, three. Cool, we're all here. From low to high, we have... 8.9, yeah. 9.0, 9.1, 9.7, and a 9.9, the poet, not the point. Yeah. Keep that applause going for our next poet. We've only got a couple left in this round. Round of applause for Jasmine. Uh, content warning, spit and teeth. She spat, dribbling into a cupped palm, afraid to look or swallow or move her jaw again, threw the handful into the trash can and peered in. How many broken teeth can one mouth release? It took so many spit-up handfuls of teeth shards and no pain before it clicked. She was dreaming into her jaw again. And a dentist lived over the back fence, utterly unmoved as her mouth oozed teeth. Then the rebar showed up, like her skull was a construction site in need of maintenance and seismic testing. Her sleeping mouth hung slack, wide open, dribbling into her pillow, then snapped shut for protection. A gin trap in need of anxiolytics. And her hand caught yet more mouth parts. Should she save them for evidence? This strange demeanor not right as the situation developed terrifyingly filmic. She found a bathroom with a mirror hers but not hers. Just like the mouth spat dribbling into the vanity. Enamel tumbled onto enamel. 
beautifully plinking inside the gore, remembering it was a dream again. She wondered why she didn't wake up, turning into rubble, she spat. Keep it up for Jasmine. Spitting teeth is a great content warning, I love that. Ah, oh, it all goes so fast. We have two more poets left in this round, everyone. Two more poets. Um, but before that, I need scores, of course. Judges, how are we doing? One, two, three, four, and five. Amazing. All right. From low to high, we have an 8.4. An 8.9. A 9.0. Another 9.0. And a 9.1 of all the poets. Keep that applause going. I think it's their first time at a slam. All the way from the back, we have Emily. I've been lost on what to do ever since my clothes stopped fitting. Since the t-shirts I wore hung around my figure more than I wanted to do to myself. The fabric occasionally drifts past your fragile skeleton of a body, pointing out all the imperfections you didn't already see. Because the sharp, defined ribs on your side only remind you of the boned chicken you shouldn't have eaten. When the waist of your pants needs to be held up by safety pins, safety pins. So ironic, because I am the opposite of safe. My legs continue to shake, and I can't bear to see my shape. And everyone knows something isn't the same. I'm playing a cruel game. All I know anymore is shame. And when I look down at the numbers, the numbers are the same. And you tell me how hard this is for you. For you. And you forget that I'm going through this too. And you, and you say that I need to look through your point of view and put myself in your shoes, but I don't fit into those either. And maybe I'll start working out too and eating more apples. They say an apple a day keeps the doctors away, but how about half an apple? Because I can't take 52 calories right now. And for so much of my life, I thought that happiness tastes like spearmint gum. Happiness smells like bile. Happiness feels like needles in your size. Happiness is defined cheekbones and broken nails. Many people describe me as an old soul. But many people didn't expect me to take vodka from the freezer. You learn to take shots without, mis mix without mixers because the bitterness adds character. Take a shot, but be careful. Unlike the bullshit stories you tell the counsellor, you can't water it down. I've always liked English more than math. But if I hate math, why can't I stop counting? Poetry is a form of self-expression. But all the expression is sad. Your eyes hide in the cracks of every bathroom stall. You are watching my every move. I don't even do that much anymore. You are every rusted guitar string and every broken pencil sharpener. Every high and every low. Every stick of gum chewed and every tear on my pillow. And I'm lost on what to do now because my clothes don't fit anymore. Thank you so much for sharing that, Emily. I think I'm tearing up, Jesus Christ. Um, thank you. Yeah, that was that was. Yeah. 
that's what Slam's all about, is getting up and sharing in a safe space with all these people, and we hold that together, and I, I think I need to, everyone else, deep breath in, big breath out. All right, judges, for the second last time in this round, throw up some scores. One, two, three, four, five, all right. This should be easy. From low to high, we have a 9.5, a 9.6, and for the first time in the night, we have three tens. Applaud the poet, not the points. And keep that applause going. The final poet of the first round, we made it at the end of the first round. Huge round of applause for our final poet of the first round, Kyra. All the way to the stage. Checkmate. I gotta inform you, I don't perform to conform to the norm. I do it cause I love to ride up a storm against the grain, no box, no lane, so much in common, but none of us are the same. I had my share of joy and pain, dug myself out of fear and shame. I choose to remain. Got sick of suppressing, so I chose expressing. Fuck the school system, I could teach them a lesson. Working school's a bunch of fools. Fuck your arbitrary rules. Come on, just abolish yourself, cause you're bad for our health. Check, mate. Check, mate. Got sick of hurting, sick of crying. Don't you get sick of abusing? Don't you get sick of lying? Yes, even oppressors have names and addresses and I can't profess to know how to fix this mess. Ain't black and white, ain't no game of chess, but I suggest you check on your mates and keep your mates in check. Check, mates. The queen don't need a knight because she's the strongest in the game. You're doubting my credentials, but they ain't up for debate. Check, mate. Check, mate. Check on your mates and keep your mates in check. Check, mates. Aren't you sick of cycles being on this carousel? Dizzy. Don't you want to break free from this trauma, Ferris? We'll get busy. It didn't start with you. It's intergenerational. Call it woman's work, a blowjob like this has its occupational. Yeah, this shit is personal. It's not just individual. Not just individual. Your boys club is relational. Check, mate. Check, mate. Check on your mates and keep your mates in check. Check, mate. Promises, apologies, two lies, too late. Thought you pulled the wool over my eyes, didn't realise it's a balaclava. Now I'm masked up, sick of your palaver. Too late, life's great, check, mates. Check, mates. Check on your mates and keep your mates in check. Check, mates. Sick of shame cycles, downward spirals. I don't have to hate myself just because you think I'm wrong. You're even outcast, find ways to belong. And yeah, I cry a lot. It's because I'm fucking strong. Check, mate. Check, mate. Sometimes suicidal, but I always want to live. So I'll ride on, fight on, try to mess with me. Then it's fucking game on. I never wanted to compete. But if you give me too much cheek, I'll put you in check, mate. Keep it going for Kyra. What a way to end the first round. <laughs> All right. For the first, final time in the first round, judges, show me some scores. Throw them up, throw them up. What do we got? One, 
We got two, we got three, we got four, we got five. All right, from low to high, we have an 8.5, an 8.8, .8, a 9.1, yeah. a 9.5, yeah. and a 9.7. Applaud the poet, one point. And I think another round of applause for all our amazing poets from the first round. Holy fucking shit. Everyone incredible, my gosh. So what's gonna happen now? We're gonna have like a five to 10 minute break. That's right on time. So during that time, we're gonna do some scoring. We're gonna do some maths. We're gonna unfortunately have to say goodbye to four of our poets for the second round. During that time, I would recommend um, supporting our wonderful host, Morning Magpie. Buy some Kai, buy some beverages. I'm gonna buy like five cold beers because it's hot as fuck up here. Um, go outside, do what you need to do. Uh, and then we will reconvene for the second round. So yeah, kia ora. see you in a bit. Is everyone back in there, back on, from whence they came, more or less? I feel like a couple of people aren't, but they'll, they'll hear it and then they'll come to it like a siren. Um, keep going? Okay, it's fine. It's, there's not a camera right in my face. Everything's real normal. <laughs> Thank you. Did anyone else notice this fucking person who's in every single image in the back? Little blue boy! If I, if I had known this was a thing, I would have dressed like Little Blue Boy accordingly, but oh well. Next year. Next year. So next part is Little Blue Boy. I feel like I'm going like, to end up getting swallowed by the painting and like, get trapped in there. We're not doing improv now, Liz. We've got shit to do. All right. Do I have all the poets back? Is every poet here? Um, no, Ruben's behind you. Um, yeah, all right. I think we do. Okay. Um, we had, what an amazing first round, um, I'll just say. I am refreshed, I'm feeling good. We were just all commenting on how this is like, without a doubt, probably the strongest slam I've been here in a long time. Everyone is incredible. Uh, and the scores reflected that. The scores were all very close. And just a reminder right now that this is all a bit of a game. Like, yes, there are some prizes, but at the end of the day, we're all here to celebrate poetry. We're all just here to hear each other, to celebrate each other. And that's all good. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, with that in mind, we do have to say goodbye to four poets, um, and I want to give them all a massive round of applause, they're all incredible. So we have, we're saying goodbye to Fina. Theodora. Holly. And Anna. Sexton. All of whom are amazing. That means we have six wonderful poets left and we're going to hear from them all again. What we're going to do, we're going to run it back, reverse order. So, yeah, it's all switching around. We're going again. Do I have all my judges back? I need my judges. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, judges are here. Okay, second round started. Who's ready? Who's excited? Yeah. All right, all right. Get pumped, get excited. Please welcome to the stage our first poet, Kyra. I had to do it. It's a COVID poem. This is Live to Protect. <laughs> this virus, climate crisis, messing with our breathing, we're all hurting, we're all grieving. We've had enough. It's confirmed. We've got to live to affirm life, to be safe to the touch. 
Quit messing with the bats and birds, leave them alone. Stop the habitat destruction you destroy in their homes when you burst one bubble from one zone to the next. That's how zoonotic diseases spread. Humans encroaching on animals like never before. Consequences dire, especially for the poor mother Earth's at her limit, she can't take it no more. We've got to live to protect. Industrialised agriculture, cramming pigs and chickens in cages while exploiting migrant workers in shit conditions on low wages. Pathogens grow sicker and multiply in the squalor because the businesses don't put life ahead of the dollar. From animal farm to humans, zoonotic diseases spread on. And we're all here left wondering what the hell's going on. SARS, Ebola, Zika, COVID, a list of deadly names. And we'll hear a new one soon if we don't make a change. Yeah, we'll hear a new one soon if we don't make a change. Back off, back off, let the forests grow. Back off, let's don't go further down this road. He said big farm makes big flu. So what we gonna do? Our food system, trade system got us in danger, got animals in danger. There's a more balanced path we gotta pursue. We gotta love all life and see no stranger. We gotta live to protect. Protect and live can't just be taken. We gotta give. We reached a habitat threshold. The heat, floods and fires been sounding a death toll. Global warming melting the Inuit right to be cold. School and media's been conditioned. It's time we broke from the mold. Loving people disobey harmful norms, so don't do what you're told. Freedom ain't a product on the shelf to be sold. We gotta protect to live, live to protect. Our mother earth is hurt and let's show some respect. Coffins are startling sound, masks and sanitizer all around. It feels like a ghost town back in lockdown. I feel cramped like a prisoner, a caged animal. I'm so sick of this, want to go back to normal. Just tell me what normal is, tell me what normal is. There ain't no quick fix. If normal caused the problem, we got to change all that is. Abolition is simple. It means changing one thing, change everything. If you don't know where to start, get to loving listening Cause all the while we've been zoned out for the count Indigenous people have been speaking, protecting, holding it down Silently appreciate our breathing While respecting First Nations leading The Amazon's been burning for Pachamama, they've been grieving Let the forest grow, leave the animals their homes Protect the living to honour the dead so that no more zoonotic diseases spread. We've got to live to protect. Give it up again for Kyra. What a way to start the second round. Whew. All right. Wow. That's, I feel like that's a great way to get us back into it. I feel, I feel energised. I feel ready. Um, awesome. All right. Judges, we're all back. We're all ready. Okay, one, two, three, four, five. Awesome. Okay, from low to high, we have an 8.5, an 8.7, an 8.8, a 9.1, and a 9.6. More the poet, not the points. Please welcome back to the stage for the second time this evening, all the way from the back, Emily. What if Icarus meant to fly too close to the sun? 
What if the years in that tower were just too much and the foam of the sea had just begged to be touched? They'd whisper to him like the wind that's around as he hurtled and flailed and fell to the ground because maybe his life was just as put together as a mechanical mess of wax and feathers as a labyrinth is full of shadows and lies because why would one care for a young boy who dies? What if Daedalus stopped inventing and praying and focused on the pain what Icarus was saying? But Daedalus was vile. A murderer too. Upon the Acropolis, he killed his nephew. What if Icarus planned to never reach Crete, but still dreams one day to get off his feet? What if the joy of life, was it not the truth? Like an innocent boy who just wasted his youth. What if his hubris and ruthlessness and all that they say is simply a life that one just threw away? Yeah! Keep it going for Emily. Oh. Talented youths, man, I don't know. Awesome, awesome. Love the story of that, Chris. Love that poem. All right, judges, throw up some scores for me. One, two, three, four, and five. Okay, from low to high, we have an 8.9. 9.1. 9.6. 9.7. 9.8. 9.9. 9.9. 9.9. 9.9. 9.9. 9.9. 9.9. 9.9. 9.9. 9.9. 9.9. 9.9. 9.9. 9.9. 9.
The lambs. Oh, man. Awesome. All right. Oh, we have two toasties. One of them might be for me, and the other might be for Emma. <laughs> would be my guest. <laughs> Shout out to Morning Magpie and the toasties. Oh, I just... Look how big they are. Everyone should buy one. Everyone should buy one. They're massive. Morning Magpie, awesome as always. All right, judges. Oh, there's another toasty. Yeah! I love cheering for people getting food. It's great. Um, all right, judges, show me some scores. One, two, three. Four. 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 Still got four. Five. Amazing. All right, from low to high, we have an 8.4, an 8.9, a 9.0. 9.3 and a 9.7 for the poet on the points. Keep that applause going for our next poet in the second round for the second time, Hannah. Woo! Um, content warning for suicide. Um, the thing I never told you about the hospital. The thing I never told you about the hospital was that it was so clean. There were chips in the vending machine. I felt like a sinner putting my Doc Martens on the crisp white sheets. The thing I never told you about the hospital was that there was a man in the room next to me having his shoulder put back into its socket, and his screams made me acutely aware of the fact that I was in a place where broken things got fixed. The thing I never told you about the hospital was that there were no scans, no tubes, no wires, no IV, that they didn't even examine my heartbeat because this wasn't the type of the emergent... The, this wasn't the type of the emergency that could be recorded neatly on a, mach on a machine. The thing I never told you about the hospital was that I was disappointed I had to leave. Disappointed that I had passed one threshold of need but not the next, that I was sitting on the lowest rung on the ladder of high risk, three hours of oasis in a hospital bed before it became do-it-yourself sedation, before it became go to your own bed to rest. The thing I never told you about the hospital was that there was no relief in being told I wasn't alone. There was no relief in knowing that I was only one of too many on the risk ladder, only one of too many climbing this hierarchy of needs. The thing I never told you about the hospital is that you said it was a sign that I needed you. But the other thing I never told you about the hospital was how glad I was that you weren't with me. Keep it going for Hannah. Incredibly powerful. And very prescient. Um, yeah, I think we can all relate in some way or another. Thank you, Hannah. Um, all right. Yeah. Big, big breath in again. Big breath out. <sighs> Judges, show me some scores. One, two, three, four, five. Amazing. From low to high, we have a 9.1. Yeah! 9.4. 9.4. 9.5. And a 9.6 for the poet. Points. Keep that applause going for our second last poet of the round for the second time. Welcome back to the stage, Ruben. Uh, start the clock. Uh, I wrote this 18 months ago during the first lockdown, level four. It was kind of a bit depressing and stuff. Okay. Um, uh, hi, everyone. I've not done public speaking before. I'm a little bit nervous um, and uh, I can't. Um, uh, hi, my name is Mark. I uh, just remembered, my name is Mark. Um, and uh, in my high school class, there were two Marks. Uh, there was Cool Mark, and then there was me, uh, a bookmark. Now, I didn't acquire that nickname because my voracious proclivity for the consumption of books, but because I was the shortest and smallest in class, and if the teacher was ever in want for a scrap piece of paper to remember her position in the book, one of the other students would helpfully volunteer my use. <laughs> the use of my body is a serviceable bookmark. Now, <laughs> Cool Mark, 
uh, messaged me uh, uh, recently during the, the level four lockdown, and he said, "How's how's it going? And uh, are, how are you holding up?" And I, I said, "Well, you know, besides, yeah, pretty good. Besides, you know, a few uh, bleak moments and you know, an overwhelming sense of anxious distress and a endless oh." Uh, I, I had my second jab today, so I'm feeling a bit fatigued. I think I'm hallucinating a bit. There's giant fucking luminous balls above us. <laughs> Besides a few bleak moments and an overwhelming general sense of anxious distress and an overwhelming feeling I'm trapped inside a timeless purgatory where nothing progresses, only endless cycles of constant grinding repetition. Caged inside an existential suspension of reality, I watch the grass grow so I can mow the grass so I can watch it grow again and again, over and over. I look past the horizon and down the dark hallway and I can't even remember what was there before. The only thought, the single thought that I have inside my head that if things would be better, it would be an improvement if I was food for the worms and the ground. But besides that, I, f- I feel just dandy and send. Uh, thanks for missing me for the first time in seven years, Mark. Let's talk again during the next global pandemic. Thank you. Give it up for Roman. Oh. I don't know. Cormac sounds like a bit of a prick, eh? Uh, <laughs> fuck that guy. Um, all right. Judges. Throw us the scores. One, two, three, four, five. Amazing. All right. From low to high, we have a 9.2. A 9.3, a 9.3, a 9.3, and a 9.6, support the poet, not the points. And keep that going for the final poet in our second round. It goes so, so fast. Please welcome Liz. Um, This is dedicated to never having to shop in Wanaka again. And it's called In the Resort Supermarket with the Feminists. Let's say you make it through the fresh fruit and veg aisle without weeping at the plastic stickers on apples like that's progress. And the brown paper bags that are only for organics and the $7.50 avocados going mouldy in their heaps. Let's say you navigate the muesli which seems to have sprouted into paleo puffs of nut job and those little sippy breakfast drinks in their vacuous packs with their evil single-use ultra-bleached straws and the wheat bix multi-grain gluten-free. Let's see you plug in your earphones in the coffee aisle to try not to talk to what's-a-name who's checking out the organic fair trade coffee beans. Hide your mint hot chocolate under the carrots because don't you know what that shit's doing to your mind. Don't lose it now. You've got to negotiate the baking bits. Was it cardamom you wanted? And can you remember why? Your list is superfluous, like frills on a pig, but nobody's eating pork anymore anyway. Keep it together now. All the wheels on, trucking on straight down the next weight. You forgot the peanut sodding butter. But you've got some kind of rule whereby you've got to can't backtrack. It's a matter of survival. Keep your eyes low and your earphones in, even though you can hear the call of two for one, loud and clear, and it's all gone pear now as you throw in bread, wine, and cheese because what else is there really? Eggs, but not prawns because of people poking out their eyes so they can't run away. But the prawns don't run. You feel like a prawn in a frill. Let's say you make it to the checkout without guzzling a tray of wine samples and you're studiously not judging the contents of the trays in front and behind and playing pig, 
prawn, deaf, blind, till it's your turn to wave your little red card tracking device over the barcode thing, which keeps saying unstable like it can read your mind. <laughs> and fuck it, you've forgotten your reusable bags and the coconut ice is squealing, buy me, buy me, buy me. And you've never so much wanted a Star Wars kinder surprise. And it's then the keypad tells you you're declined. <laughs> Give it up for Les. Les Preston, everyone. I've been to that supermarket that Liz is talking about. I've been there over New Year's. It's a fucking nightmare. It's, it's almost as anxiety-inducing as that poem. It's great. Oh, my gosh. We're at the end of the second round. Just like that. Round of applause. Whew. All right. Uh, judges. Judges for the final time in the second round. One, two, three, four... And five. Okay. From low to high, we have a 9.3. Yeah. 9.5. 9.6. Yeah. 9.8. Yeah. And another 9.8. Applaud the poet. Not the points. And one more round of applause for everyone in the second round. Amazing. Oh. So good. So good. So now what's going to happen? Um, we're going to have another five-minute break. Um, again, another chance to support Morning Magpie. Um, to get a drink, go do whatever you need to do. We're going to come back when I have the final three poets. Uh, we're going to do some complicated maths. I'm going to eat my toasty, which is just sitting there getting cold. Um, Emma's already on that. Um, that's good. All right, see you in a few minutes. Five minutes. Welcome back, everyone, for the final part of the evening. Um, I think maybe now is a good time to sort of say a few thanks so we can just get into the poetry, keep going. First off, to the whole NZ uh, Young Writers Fest team. Everyone's here. Oh, my God. They have just been killing it all weekend. Events on events on events. They're all tired. They're all, they're all running on empty, and they're all doing so, so well. A massive thanks to Maddie uh, over here, who's scorekeeping. Keep it going for Emma. <laughs> Timekeeping, eating a toasty. Um, to, a to Max, my man in the photos. Uh, to Otago Access Radio, who we got podcast on this whole thing. To uh, Dunedin UNESCO City of Literature, this wonderful city. Um, council of some sort, some sort of council. Dunedin City Council, baby. Yeah, DCC. And the Tiger Community Trust, wonderful sponsors of this. Um, awesome. All right. Jason, what are you up to? All right. Okay. Um, fucking incredibly close second round. Um, like, yeah, it was a lot. It took a lot of maths. We got there. Uh, we have three poets for the final. Uh, so we do have to say goodbye to three poets, unfortunately. Um, so please, a round of applause for Kyra. Awesome. For Jasmine. And for Ruben. Which means our final three of the evening. We have, uh, no particular order because we're about to pick the order. We have Liz. We have Hannah. And we have Emily. Now, 
Scores are wiped clean now. We start all again. We're going to pick a new order, and we're going to go from there. There are prizes for all three, so you're all... I mean, everyone's a winner. Um, but you'll all get some books or some other cool prizes. But um, if I could ask the amazing Aliana Gray to get up and pick the order for me. Look at this jar. Oh, put my hand in it. Where's it gonna go? So first up we have... Liz Grizzly! Second we have... Hannah! Which means... Emily! Thank you, Aliana. Incredible as always. Um, We'll we'll see more of Ali for the prizes and the good stuff later. Um, But for now, it's the final round. Big, big, I just want like, ooh, like sort of, ooh, here we go, here we go. Maybe stop your feet a little bit, maybe clap for Liz Breslin! I'm going on a bear hunt. At Yin, we have our hips open and our knees stacked and our instructor instructs us to imagine we are gently reaching through a cloud of butterflies. I don't scream, but my mind screams and I open my eyes to see the circle of bodies in the yurt, smiling, serenely, reaching. The Tibetan prayer flags on the interior lattice, the basket of sustainable woolen running shoes and red band boots and my Crocs. Sometimes at night all it takes is one moth inside my fair trade paper globe lampshade. But I've told myself and everyone else that I'm not scared of the moths. I'm not scared of falling hard. I'm not scared of targeted online advertising for senior lesbian cruises. (laughs) I'm not scared. I'm not scared like those kids in that book about hunting that bear in the 80s in the bear hunt the kids had their guns by their sides bullets too and in 2021 they have their friends long grass short grass sand shock quagmire we're gonna catch a big one the only way through is through my notebook is doodled with dancing vulvas their edges Delicate as wings. I reach gently through a cloud of dancing vulvas. Smile serenely. Breathe. I open my solar plexus to the forest and the cave. The only way out is in. What a way to start the final round. Never going to read that book the same way again. Holy shit. Dancing vulvas. We love to see it. We do. All right. Judges. I assume all the judges are back. I didn't check, but you're all here. You're all fine. All right. Judges, show me some scores. One, two, three, four, and five. Okay. From low to high, we have a 9.2. A 9.3. 9.5, a 9.7, and another 9.7. Applaud the poet, not the points. And keep it going for our second poet in the final round, Hannah! Woo. 
So I wrote this poem from the perspective of Morrissey from the Smiths. So it's called... And it's called Morrissey. Hannah will play it off that I was nothing special to her, you know. But don't let her pretend that we didn't have something. YouTube recommendations were how we got together. I'll admit it. I was lonely before she arrived. Waiting in static on a street corner in black and white, brooding with Johnny, Andy and Mike, and waiting for the next nose ring teen to arrive and find me relatable gets tiring after a while. So when Hannah watched me sing, there is a light that never goes out, and then read the meaning of the lyrics on Genius, because I'd impressed her that much. I won't lie about it, I was ecstatic, really. For over six months I was there every day, four albums cycling on constant replays. Mostly a lot of the Queen is dead though, she liked that one especially. I miss those days, I'll tell you. Those lazy mornings crooning on the bus and the train. Those duets in the shower and in the home alone hours when we hoped to God the neighbours couldn't hear us. She couldn't sing like I could. And she could never be as angsty as me. But at least, but at least she tried. I'm not too sure when things changed, but one day my poster was taken down from the corkboard and slipped into a Ziploc bag in the drawer, and without warning, I wasn't needed anymore. Four downloaded albums were culled to three pathetic songs in a playlist. And don't get me started when Hannah read all that crap about me being a right-wing fascist. I thought she knew that I misunderstood. And these days, the space on the wall where my face used to be has been replaced with a poster of Radiohead. I don't get it. Radiohead was never as good as us. And we all know that Tom York's a cunt. Oh man, Tom York's account might be like the best final line in a poem I've heard in a long time. <laughs> oh boy, uh, incredible stuff. Oh, what a final round we're having. All right, judges, what do you got for me? One, two, three, four. Four, four, five. Okay, from low to high, we have a 9.2. 9.6. 9.7. 9.8. And a 9.9, you're the poet, not the points. (laughs) Some rowdy individuals over there. And keep that going. It's the final poet of the night, guys. Final poet of the night. All the way from the back of the stage, Emily. I sit in the hospital, my mother's place of work, and hear laughter from the ICU beds. The heart monitor beeps, a sick joke. A dark-haired man walks into a bar. His eight-year-old daughter sits at home, waiting for the punchline. A sick joke. Knock, knock. Who's there? Not the absent parent you heard so much about. I hope you have an awful experience with a dentist. Turn up the laughing gas. A sick joke. You say I'm just like my dad. A broken record in a glass case pristine and protected, but in reality warped and broken, useless, like a bad one-liner or a broken marriage. What's dented, sad and white? The wall you threw tennis balls at because no one was there to teach you how to catch. You were always hated by your peers because you never joined the sports team, but who was there to encourage you besides empty picture frames? The pictures will come eventually, just wait till you're 16. I'll keep joking because maybe you like the knife better unsheathed, Maybe I do too. A sick joke. 
This life is a stand-up routine. Do you like the show? If you don't, I can change it, so please let me know. And I'll try to scream, and I can't make a croak, so I'll stand up to people. And I'll tell a sick joke. Keep it going for Emily, final poet. What a way to end. All right, judges, for the final time of the evening. What do you got for me? One, two, three, four, and five. Awesome. All right, from low to high, we have a 9.1, yeah. 9.3, yeah. 9.4, yeah. 9.5, yeah. and a 9.9. Applaud the poet, not the Hoyts. And applaud all of our poets from this evening. All of you. All of you. All right, what's going to happen now is my incredible uh, team over here, they're going to hopefully hand me a piece of paper um, with uh, the, the rankings of those three, um, three to one. Um, actually, what we're going to do, we're going to have a real quick, do we, need, do we need a minute? Yeah, okay. Quick minute break, talk amongst yourselves. Can I please welcome up to the stage to gift out the prizes, mainly because they know where the prizes are and I don't. The wonderful, the incredible, the genius, Eliana Gray. <laughs> Ali, I, I haven't actually talked you through this, but how do you want to do it with COVID and that? I think that people come up one at a time. One at a time. All right, um, so you have the prizes? I fucking do. Okay, cool. All right, so we'll, we'll, go, we'll go third, second, spirit of the slam first, I think. How does that sound? Or, actually, should we do Spirit of the Slam first? Yeah. yeah, let's do that first. Okay. Um, so, Spirit of the Slam, new award, awesome award. We have one of these for all the slams in the country. Um, what does it mean? It's the vibe. I don't know. It is whatever it is. Um, but, uh, Ali, do you want to. You pick this. Would you like to announce it? This yeah! <laughs> awesome. I'll, I'll get the trophy. Yeah, I'd like to say um, the Spirit of the Slam Award is. Not only picked by me, picked by a team, and the person that we chose is someone... First of all, I want to say that every single person here really embodied the spirit of the slam, which is... Yeah. The spirit of the slam is vulnerability. The spirit of the slam is having the cojones to fucking get up here in the first place and do it. And every single one of you, if we could give you all a giant trophy, that would be my life stream. Um, So please know that you are all the spirit of the fucking slam. And there would be no slam without you. Um, so the person that we have picked as tribute <laughs> to sacrifice to the spirit of the slam, which will happen later, you're out on the street if you want to come. Um, can we have a drum roll, please? Ruben, come up and get your prize. The absolute levels of chaos and energy that Ruben came out with. I've never seen anything like it. And truly, truly an impressive feat. Um, enjoy the trophy. Also, for the trophy winners, give them back to us after, because we'll get them a grave for you, and then we'll give them back to you. But you can keep them for now, but then give them back. You can keep them for like five minutes. And then give them back. But then we'll give them to you again, and it's fine. It's all fine. Um, but also stick around, we'll get photos um, with you. All right, um, so, top three. 
Everyone was amazing. All the final three, final, everybody. Everyone was great. And it's been close all night. Like, this has all been very hard on the scores, but they've been great. So in third place, please welcome to the stage, first time slamming, Emily. <laughs> Honestly, amazing. Thanks so much, Emily. Um, Please come back next year. Yeah, I think we're, we're going to see Emily on uh, mics and everything for years and years to come. I think there's no real issue there. Um, absolutely incredible. Yeah. Not, not much more to say. Really, just awesome. Yeah. Uh, which means we have second place. Ooh. Second place, we have the one, the only, the Liz Breslin. Get up there, Liz. We love Liz. Ah. Uh, <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much, Liz. Every single, every slam is improved by Liz. And buy Liz's book, you know? Liz has a book out uh, recently. Buy it. It's fucking incredible. Which means this Otago Slam Champion 2021, Hannah, get up here. Also, stay right there. One, you're amazing. Uh, two, as a part of your prize, which you will need to liaise with me afterwards, the New Zealand Young Writers Festival is sponsoring you to go up to compete at the Nationals on behalf of the Otago Region! And we know you're going to fucking smash it. So yeah, come see me after. We'll exchange details. Yeah, beautiful. Um, also, judges, come see me for your prizes after we finish. Yeah. Um, just want to point out, not, not a huge thing, but um, Hannah came to my workshop earlier in the day and wasn't initially signed up for the slam, and then signed up for the slam after. So I don't want to take all the credit, but like some of the credit, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> no, Hannah, you're absolutely incredible. Absolutely all of you are. All right. That's us. Thank you all so much for being judges, for being audience members, for being poets. You're all incredible. I love doing the slam. One final round of applause for Morning Magpie. Yeah. And for yourselves. Thank you all. Let's go get a beer. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.